That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Dungeon, dungeon, Welcome to Dungeon Corps. Dungeon. Dungeon. We are your Supreme Crit Justices, Murphy, Axford, and Tanner. Oh, yeah. And then finally... The lowly, 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 what? <laughs> Lowly Roach has a good ring to it for no sure. No matter how many times we try to crush him. God, you guys know how much I hate roaches. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. We've, we've, we've talked about the busy world of Richard Scary. The a audience lot. is going to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. On the good. main feed? I yeah. hope. <laughs> I hope so as well. <laughs> I uh, know. If not, check it out. Yeah, he drives an apple. He's, an apple. he's a worm. Uh, and with what that, kind of we'll... car does Jake drive, though, since he's Lowly Roach? Which I imagine is like Lowly Worm's friend or maybe he probably enemy. He probably just... A lowly it's a rotten apple. Guttles on the yes. underbelly of Richard oh, Scary's. Guttles on the underbelly. <laughs> oh, I love Richard that. Scary's. Um, no, I'm not going to read the oh, fucking cases. Apple. I'm not <laughs> reading the cases. Maybe he's got like an apple skateboard that's just really rotten, and he's just like scuttling along on oh, his wow. belly, just scuttling along on the ground with the uh, skateboards rolling. Well, yeah. maybe he just rolls into the sewers and lets <laughs> yeah. the sewage carry him. On, at least let me skateboard. <laughs> Come on. You're scuttling, oh, scuttling on the skateboard. God. Guys, he surfs in filthy garbage water oh, on a nasty okay. apple. That okay, makes sense. you're a there sewage surfer. A su- like a, actually, it would be like a, a little like matchbox or something. Oh, uh, he kind of likes it. We we got to pivot. <laughs> yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, this is actually. Let me check the surf report of the sewer system. <laughs> Your wife is a piece of shit. Hear ye, hear ye! Shut up. Crit is now in session. The Honorable Supreme Crit Justices Axford Murphy and Tanner are presiding, and our first case comes from the Brunch Guild. Ooh. They write, that is bold. I love a, I love a brunch D&D crew. We've, I did that one done, time. We've yeah. done it before. It's, it's fun. It you was actually mimosas? really good. Yeah. yeah, because you get really caffeinated and mm-hmm. really amped. Yeah. yeah. You really you got to manage your mimosa and your oh, coffee ratio. We would call it brunches and braggins. Brunches Ooh. and braggins. But I think I never did, paired it with mimosa. I just pounded coffee. Oh, I had, I had mimosas Coffee's for a sure. Drug. Yeah, yeah. It's the best way to get the worst headache of your life. Yes. It sounds great. Indian <laughs> bacon? Come on. Yeah. All right. The Brunch Guild writes, I play in a streamed 5e campaign that has been running for over two years now. One of the players has a third-party subclass that was built with the support from the DM due to the player's desired character arc. The mm. class focuses heavily, almost exclusively, on fire damage. The oh, player has okay. even spent resources on elemental adept to bypass fire resistance. Okay. However... 
every, and I did not say most, I said every significant enemy we have faced since this subclass was introduced has not just been resistant to fire, but immune to fire. Oh! Hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you worked with your DM and your DM worked you. The player has voiced frustration on a number of occasions, and the DM just seems to chuckle and move on. I ask you judges, should the DM have been more conscious of choosing enemies that made a player's character irrelevant, or should the player just live with the fact that the whole world seems to be immune to fire damage and take some other damage types? That's so brutal. It's That's really rough. So why would you work it's with the so DM brutal. just to absolutely... Working with the DM is the weird part. To get yeah. completely yeah. fucked over. It's like they looked at your answers just to mark you wrong. And just to make a new test there's that you no, fail. There's no good way to be like, ha I guess another person is immune to fire. Like, how do you even bring that up? Also, yeah, generally most things are famously not immune to fire. Unless like, it's like, yeah. Most, yeah. Yeah, it's like demons are like the one that are immune to fire. Yeah, but like, I guess even, like, yeah, like, I guess like if you're a devil in that's hell. That's true. If they are currently on a hell arc, yeah. then I would say mm-hmm. that I actually think that it is fair. Yeah, but that would be literally in hell, not figuratively in hell at the D&D table (laughs) as your damage is irrelevant. Will you look up Elemental Adept? It might say something about this. So let's see. You gain the following benefit. Spells you you cast ignore resistance to fire damage. In addition, when you roll a damage for a spell that you cast that deals fire damage, treat anyone on damage dice too. You can select this feat multiple times. Each time you do so, choose a different type of damage. Okay, so okay. it bypasses so, resistances, but that doesn't what? come into play when everything oh, is immune. Oh, wow. I, I was Immunity. sitting here like, oh, the DM is actually kind of no. using it because they're making them use their feats, but they're making it so that not only is their character worthless because they do fire damage, but their, feet but their feats are worthless. Yeah. Also, it's such a missed opportunity because like going up against fire characters and demons and creatures and monsters and villains and having them like losing the opportunity to be like ah i see you too are birthed from the flame we yeah. are like you and i yeah like I'm you're like, losing so much characterization there can i bring up a really stupid thought that i'm having just right now in this sure. moment Spill it. when you're looking through like high level monsters they're just immune to so much shit that yeah. you're like why yes <laughs> i feel like when i look at some of these monsters i wish that the people making them just made them just have more hit points instead of seven immunity i think that well i think it becomes more complicated when we're doing theater of the mind and we're recording it mm-hmm. i think D becomes a lot more like warhammer when you're sitting there playing at a table with everyone i know but like why is like a fey lady just magically resistant to poison lightning fire uh, radiant. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, poison, like, I guess, it because always, because it always just feels like a she's motley a of everything. Yeah. Everyone's immune to poison damage. That happens all the time. It's like yeah. any kind of robot, any kind of immortal, mm-hmm. any kind I'm of, just saying, of monsters. Give big bads m- less immunities and, and resistances and just HP. give them some more HP. Yeah. yeah. That's what you want to do. Yeah. You just want to chop them down. <laughs> I think, but forgive me if this is an incredibly well, hot Well, I think take. it's just, I think when you're playing at home, it's a lot different than when we're playing for the show because no one wants to sit and listen to us like try out different types of damage. Yeah. I guess I'm a saying monster. like, that's well, actually a lot of piercing damage. Not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Saul, you actually. <laughs> That's uh, my point. Is I like when I look through and I'm like, oh, that tracks. But a yeah. lot of times it'll just be like a monster who's like um, a gorgon chaser, yeah. and it's just like magically <laughs> resistant to radiant and infernal or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's and you're just like, like yeah, angels okay, can't ki- can't kick this dude's ass. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess... It feels if, like if the teacher doing, cheating instead of the students. If they are doing, like, cool. Escape from a wow. Furnace, 
Can that, teachers that's a cheat? Movie. That's a movie. Yeah. That would be the name of the movie. Can teachers cheat? <laughs> that's definitely the name of a romance novel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm going to do a generous read here. Okay. Uh, I, I hate it with every fiber of my being, but it must be done for There's the sake only, of the court. Yeah. Maybe the DM is like trying to set up some sort of like big character moment where they're like, oh, I can't do anything. I can't help my friends. They're immune to all my fire <laughs> right. damage. And then like way down the line, they're going to meet some sort of like Olaf monster that's made of snow and it's like a snowball in hell sort of situation. And they're going to be the one to save them. The issue with that, though, is that they are by that logic. The, the DM is trying to give that player a real life breakdown where they say, <laughs> yeah. right. Character right. can't do yeah. anything. Just metagaming, <laughs> hating your character. Yeah. The idea of being like the way to DM is to break them as people. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then their characters will reflect their. Because <laughs> it's true. We've had unraveling. moments. You don't talk, think of all of the anguish that player yeah. is going to go through that right up until they hit that breaking point. Their life at the table is hell. Yeah. Your DM needs to make you like break up with your girlfriend in game or something like that. Don't make it so that your attacks don't work. Uh, there are different ways to give people a dark night of the soul other yeah. than like making them worthless in combat. I yeah. think the only generous read here is if they're running like Escape from Avernus and they're yes. literally in hell, yeah. which I think that would be burying the lead if if the uh, submitter didn't I do that. I have a feeling Brunch Guild would have told us this. Yeah. It's also, also so is anyone else a little thrown off that this wasn't about a brunch snafu? I thought that I was, thought gonna, it was gonna be about I food. thought this was gonna be I like gonna be my food. DM had ten bloody Marys and killed my character. <laughs> yeah. Is that okay? <laughs> Our so DM tried to schedule off. a session during lunch, and we all revolted. Yeah, <laughs> right. So Our DM ordered off. waffle to split, but ate the whole thing. Yeah, because he <laughs> asked to I was, split it on the bill. I was imagining like everyone drinking orange juice together and eating yeah. scones, and then the mm-hmm. question started off with, "We play in an online game together," and I'm like, uh, "Right, okay, yeah." So, Disappointing, yeah. yeah. So I mean, I <laughs> so guess we, we sent all of you to have brunch. Although totally. this, the phrase "the brunch guild," we immediately went to D and D, but it actually could be. Uh, like a union of waiters and waitresses. Uh, okay, so them going shift. to brunch is actually bad because they're at work. Is, okay, it's brutal. They need a guild more than any. They okay. really do. They <laughs> really do. I take it back. Take it back, Murph. <laughs> I absolutely take it back. Take it back even more. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking it back so hard right take now. Take it all the way back. <laughs> okay. Take it, all, take it all the way back to the lowly thing again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome Sewage everyone to Dungeon Court. Surfing road. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. So this is this. Let's this punish sucks. this DM. Yeah. This. Yeah. Why would you? Why would you do this? It's it's such like like it's it's dm trying to beat their players yeah. which mm-hmm. is such a silly way to think but not only is that a dumb way to think but it's even dumber to essentially cheat at doing it by being yeah. like let's build our characters together yeah. and then i'm gonna use that to hurt your character what a dumb right. way to oh do you stuff. like fire stuff just, i got an idea for your next yeah. enemy you're gonna I mean, be very surprised the only thing you're allowed to do is like find out your husband's weakest stat yeah. and then target him with saves that use that stat there you go. <laughs> just kidding <laughs> I, I i think we gotta uh I, I don't know. Maybe we should do some arson. Maybe we burn down. Right. Like, uh, I mean, there's going to be a lot of grease oh. at brunch. Yeah. Just like a mailbox. We could burn their eggs, but you're saying burn down their property. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, like, like they have mailbox. to eat yeah. an entirely burnt brunch. Wow. Oh, there we go. Oh, burnt let's toast, burn, let's, burnt eggs. Yeah, burnt, burnt yeah. toast. And a really hot mimosa. Burnt oh, like hot mimosas. That's yeah, great. you right. think it's carbonated, but it's boiling. Yeah. Boiling let's hot. Oh, there it is. Melts yeah. away the alcohol. The orange juice is so hot, it's dangerous. Boiling? <laughs> <laughs> 
footage of boiling, boiling hot mimosa. <laughs> they bring it out to you and they get one of those brulee torches. What's up, everybody? Blast. Welcome nothing to Hot like Brunch. A, nothing like a steaming mimosa to kick off my week. Uh, and how yeah. charred would you like your oatmeal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we've launched just a... Hot brunch. Just hot a good brunch. restaurant idea. Because Dan Burnt can brunch. only eat hot brunch. And actually can only eat at our restaurant. Yeah. Hot yeah. Brunch. This is our new show is Hot Brunch. It's like hot ones, but people come on yeah. and we give them terrible brunch. We give them, yeah, we give them just the most burnt eggs Benedict they've ever freaking seen. And molten mimosas. It's not yes. spicy at all. It's just, it's burnt and it's actually like temperature wise. Yeah. Right. It's just super hot. It hurts. It's not possible. You're going to burn your tongue. It's straight yeah. from the oven. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to return burn parts. You're going to burn your teeth. Yeah. There's an oven in the dining room. It's not even in the kitchen. We're going to fucking that's ruin how, Pedro Pascal's that, mouth. That's how close we get. Yeah. Okay. So just, just like the burnt pancake. Just like the burger. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> oh, look at the roach. Look at the roach. Just uh, like the roach. Cuddle, yeah. cuddle you, you little roach. I was, was going to let say. you get away with it, but then you were funny about yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. If I, I mean, if I misspeak three times in a row, yeah, it has to stay it's over. Yeah. I get one. Oh. I get one redo. We are really respectful at this point. We give everyone one redo. <laughs> but if you spiral on the third redo, mess it up and then yeah. <laughs> panic. Uh, all right, let's yep. flip the roach over so we can scuttle away. <laughs> <laughs> so ordered. Katrin. Katrin writes, to the divinely favored court and mm. the heathen bailiff, I present the, the case of the hag underground. Oh, wow. Speaking of roaches. Ooh, a heathen roach. Okay. That'd be so cute. Yeah. Hag underground. My party Ooh. was fighting a coven of hags, and after another member of our party killed one of the three, mm. our DM, instead of continuing the fight, had both of the other hags flee. Okay. One okay. of them okay. disappearing Fair. into the ethereal plane, and another turning into a swarm of beetles via polymorph and burrowing into the ground. He said that unless any of us had anything preventing them from fleeing, combat was over. Okay, so cool. they, they gave you the chance. Uh -huh. Normal, so they far. They gave you Fair. the chance. Yeah, roaches are a type of beetle. Go on. I said that my Bladesinger wizard cast a spell magic on the hag transformed into a beetle swarm mm. since the spell doesn't require you to see the effect you're ending. It wasn't until I successfully rolled an 18 to dispel the polymorph that my DM started arguing that I couldn't do that. First, he said I couldn't see the beetles, so I couldn't cast it. Then he agreed I could cast it, but ruled that there was just an unpolymorphed hag 15 feet underground and that she took no damage and would <laughs> escape on her next turn via another spell if none of us could reach her. Mm -hmm. My fellow players argued that she couldn't cast any spells with verbal or somatic components if she mm. was immobilized under the ground, but we were ignored. <laughs> I beg your benevolent ruling. I could cast a verbal and somatic we spell could, we underground. Could try. We could bury Emily. And yeah. I, for I think I for sure could. I will get right, a mouthful of dirt, well, but my wife, spell will M fucking chat fly with a off. Of dirt. I absolutely could. <laughs> you're the life form. Of course you could. I'm the life form. What is a verbal spell anyway? Like, you're not. Do you need to project it? Does everyone need to say it, or do you just need to move your lips? Well... Like, that's I a think, good question. I think you need so, to say something. I think you need to say yeah, like Yeah, you got to form the fricatives, yeah. Yeah, I think like because like something like silence can prevent the verbal component of a spell. Mm -hmm. If or if someone needs to hear something. Yeah. Right. But can you take like two chomps of dirt and then be able to at least get like a I think I could. I really think I <laughs> yeah. could. Yeah. I, I'm basing this off of the idea of me buried alive mm -hmm. i think i could mumble i don't know about don't, somatic yeah. though somatic is going to be tricky <laughs> because your hands are going to be like stuck in the dirt you would really have to wiggle really hard. i will say that now now we're getting serious now this is a serious debate about it. whether or not I we, do it. we can speak underground <laughs> our, our, mar our marriage hinges on us <laughs> no why <laughs> 
Murph, you I have to go to dig a hole, dude. I that I can do this. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can speak underground. I mean... <laughs> I feel like rarely in D&D is there something you can replicate in real life. And burying somebody underground, that's just fully one-to-one. I mean, one. 15 feet of, of earth above you, that's a lot of pressure. Well, it doesn't that's matter about the pressure. pressure. It's just like if all you need to do is like chomp down like two mouthfuls of dirt, and then you've got enough mouth room to cast the spell. It doesn't matter if anyone hears it. You just need to like form the words oh, yeah. and speak them into the weave. You've got space in your belly uh-huh. to swallow some dirt yeah. to make space for your hands to articulate. I don't know. If you're a beetle and then you suddenly expand to your full size and you're 15 <laughs> feet underground, I think you are just... <laughs> You'd be in trouble. You're stuck. You're in a lot of trouble. I would admit defeat and die. If it's... Okay. So do we know what spell they were trying to cast turning into a swarm of bugs? Is poly- that polymorph. That's polymorph. Well, yeah. I guess let's look up polymorph right. and see if it's just somatic or just verbal or if it's both. Because if it's both, I feel like that's a little tricky. I, see, see, here's the deal, guys. I think we're arguing the wrong thing here. I think it's not about whether or not you can survive in, dirt, in a bunch of dirt. Us um, arguing the wrong point because it's more fun on D&D. <laughs> I can't Imagine that it's happening. a first for the court. Okay. It's a first for the court. All right. I won't say my real opinion. <laughs> no, no, no. Give your real opinion. Give your real opinion. Hey, you know what? Bury your real opinion, man. Put it 15 feet. Okay. <laughs> and let it cast a spell. <laughs> All I'm saying is if it's purely verbal, you should be able to speak it. Also, if you're that far under the earth... Your spells are going to work better because the earth is kind of like an attuning presence because all of your spells come from the earth. They come from the weave of all things living and alive and dead and that balance. So if you're deep Mm. in the earth, oh my God, you're so close to corpses and bugs. You're being able to draw on like all sorts of new energy. I like this earthy defense. I Mm -hmm. will say the fact that this DM, like they were clearly trying to get their people out of there, but I do like that they said... They weren't inviting people to do stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like that 15 like that 15 feet underground, I don't know, could a whole party that could a whole party then get to them and dig them out maybe. I, I think that they're arguing the wrong thing. The fact that the DM caved instantly mm-hmm. um, and uh, well started out by offering them an option said you can cast a spell magic, let them roll, let them succeed and then took it away. It's just if you can't get to them, say no. That's it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If that's going to be your ruling, is that like you can't get to them? Yeah. Because the the scarabs might have, or, or the beetles, uh, swarm of beetles might have enough uh, movement that they can like burrow down oh, that's uh, and, hmm. and get out of range. Oh, their burrow speed's only five feet, so they can't get very far. It's pretty slow. They're yeah, so, so slow. Yeah. Yeah, so I think this is not only kind of open and shut by the book, but also just socially to be like, you know, as someone running the game, you shouldn't sit there and be like, yeah, go ahead and try. Okay, I rolled an 18. Uh, no, you can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Although it would have been more unsatisfying if it had been like, can I dispel the magic and just have them be like, no. I disagree. Really? I think that don't offer something yeah. as a role if there if there's no way someone can succeed. You, uh, if yeah. you can't, see. because imagine so you think so, it hurts more because they because they got a chance to roll for yeah, it. Yeah, so, fl- so flip it. If yeah, you played the game and you won. You rolled the yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. You needed, you needed to be that high you number than that, it is, yeah. and then the DM and then they said, say no. Actually, your yeah. role was meaningless. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just say no if. Yeah. Then you also wasted an eighteen. Yeah. 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 That doesn't happen very. There's kind of no reason to say no here it's like there's a coven you want your bad guys to escape i get it mm-hmm. but um they already killed one they got the other one through like you know trickery and and they're able to mm-hmm. like dispel it and then you have a fun interesting thing 
and you still have one of your uh, witches has escaped. Yeah. Still, someone yeah, has yeah. escaped. Yeah. You still, all they of your story threads covens. and everything is yeah. all, it's all still there. Why you would uh, argue this is is kind of silly to me. It's I've just, personally yeah. got a frittata browning for this, uh, or rather blackening, really, because that's oh. how burnt it's becoming. Okay, Cajun uh, style for this DM. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. let's let's serve this DM a hot brunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be scalding hot brunch, and your server is on roller skates. Actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It's, it's really hot. First oh, no. time. Roller skates. First time on First roller time. skates. <laughs> yeah. Are roller skaters. Question: yeah. Are the roller skates also hot? Uh, they could be. I think that um, Caldwell, like the like the, mm, the problem with this, yeah, yeah, is that they ha- are not sure on the roller skates, and so therefore holding, they could okay, spill yeah. mm-hmm. like eating super hot, hot food right. hurts. Whereas hot wheels, it first off is just a different toy. That's just totally it's just, that's just yeah, it's just a, a different car. Toy. Mm-hmm. But the hot wheels of a roller skate doesn't really affect anyone. That's very yeah. yeah, okay. Like if I got a plate of molten mimosas spilled on my lap. Like that would be a lawsuit, probably. Right. Whereas if I was right. just roller skating near Emily with Hot Wheels on, <laughs> it would hot really with a Hot yeah. Wheel taped to yeah, each. with a Hot Wheel taped on each. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you walk into the restaurant, you sign like a, a release. A lot of yeah. Yeah. It says you might mm-hmm. get scalded. We have no liability. <laughs> Our waiters are skaters. And oh, the wait, wait. skater waiters. Okay, Our so we have skater waiters. waiters. We have skater waiters, and Our we say we, you sign a waiver. You sign <laughs> a waiver for the skater waiters. That's one. And That's also, one waiver. You, and you, there's also another waiver he that says you might get wait. you might get scalded and scolded, right? Oh, yes. So the waiters yell at you because uh, it's your fault because you're in the oh, way of so the roller Oh, so then we bring skating. in that right. sort of fun. Um, it feels like they haven't been around in a while, but yeah. those restaurants where people are really where mean people to are you. mean to you. Yeah, yeah. it's a restaurant where people yes. are yes. a relic of the past. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. imagining how what a liability. Oh, is it a little too hot for you, Buttercup? <laughs> That's just Starbucks for me. Yeah. <laughs> but it's usually because I'm rude first. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what do you mean you don't have my latte? And you also always, you have like a little bit, you're into getting scolded a little bit. So you always give your name <laughs> right. as yeah. something really defamatory. Jake, Jake doesn't have mobile ordering, but he thinks if he just goes in there and acts like he mobile ordered, right. then he should have a drink. Jake yeah. takes a sip of his cold brew and says, this is so hot. <laughs> ah. I go to the mobile order pickup and I kind of just look for something that looks like my name or what I might like. <laughs> right. <laughs> it is crazy that people don't steal more. They definitely do. Simply really? must be. Is I, that I a problem? I would have to imagine Whenever so. I'm like in that crew waiting to pick up. You're thinking about it. Because I've never done the mobile order or anything yeah. like that. And I'm always just like, these people are putting faith in a system that yeah. does not love them back. <laughs> hey, uh, if, you've ever, if you've ever stolen an order from Starbucks. Uh, Let us know. We'll send you to a hot brunch. We'll send you to a hot brunch. We are the law. Okay, uh, so ordered. Our next case comes from Rachel W. Rachel writes, May it please the Honorable Supreme Crit Justices, the baby bailiff, and his baby. Thank you. Aww. Look at all those I eggs. I give you the case of the unpardonable <laughs> passive perception. Our campaign hinged on a very important map that was wanted by different factions across the wide world. Our party had taken turns carrying the map, and as we entered a busy and gritty city, we decided that I, the surly, suspicious dwarven druid, should hold the map for safekeeping. Mm-hmm. Okay. I narrated putting the map inside my shirt, robes, and leather armor oh, against I my stomach, repeating that I would be hyper aware oh, of the no. map at all times, oh, no. checking it frequently, and regarding everyone around me with extreme caution. A few in-game days later, we hunkered down in a hotel, and I narrated taking the map out to be sure it hadn't been damaged in a recent fight. The DM told me it was gone. Mm. I asked when it had been taken, and he said, you don't know. That's how passive perception works. Ugh. 
I insisted mm. that I, I had this. been aware of the map and had it buried under the numerous pieces of clothing, it, mm. it would have been impossible to pickpocket. He relented and told me it had been stolen by someone in the street the day before, but that he had rolled against my passive perception and I hadn't noticed. He maintained, however, that the map had been taken and there was nothing we could do about it now. I beseeched the court to tell me, must I accept my grizzled and grumpy dwarven hermit didn't notice someone pulling a map from under the multiple layers of her clothing and let the whole party down? Or has justice been denied by my DM? I humbly await your judgment. I think there's no there's no mechanics for like I have 10 shirts on and um, I'm hiding something under those 10 right. shirts. Yeah. I would say the DC goes this, up by five per shirt. Yeah, it's just this is what your passive <laughs> this is what your passive perception is. You mm -hmm. could argue the only argument that you could make, because everything else is just fluff. Everything else is just outside of mechanics. Mm -hmm. Right. This yeah. is just role play is saying, mm -hmm. I'm keeping it right there. You could say that they get an actual perception check and it's mm -hmm. not passive perception. That could be an argument that you could have made mm -hmm. is like, mm -hmm. I'm being hyper aware of this thing. I'm looking out at all times, which would just be a perception check. But this is kind of what passive perception is for. It's like I, just, I think that passive perception is more like if, if I were to DM, obviously I'm not the most experienced DM whatsoever, but my instinct is if I'm going to try to steal from my players, that's going to be active perception yeah. because it just doesn't feel fun. But if my players want to steal from some, from like someone that they're interacting with, I'll default to passive perception because who fucking cares? Like I, I'm like, rooting for that fun but it just i feel like if you want to steal from your players you really have to earn it because it yeah. otherwise yeah. it just feels really like and also, i feel like passive perception i know that everyone has it on their sheet to me it feels like it's more for like npcs attacks. and enemies like yeah i it, i feel yeah. like you can use it against your players but i feel like it's more for like your players to use against you i feel like it's more like for situations that someone isn't anticipating yeah. rather than yeah. i have this thing that i'm afraid of someone stealing i don't think there's anything passive about trying to reach up someone's shirt to take them out. <laughs> yeah that's true that's passive true. petting mm. well what murph said made a lot of sense to me it's like if you role play like Frodo putting the ring around mm -hmm. a necklace yeah, around his neck. Right. You're like, okay, doesn't that like leave the idea of passive perception and move into like active yeah. perception? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I, I think, think that's a good I point. I think it personally does. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, there might be a Crawford ruling, but. Can we the, briefly take a detour? Because I thought this case was going to be about the fact that they were like pressing the map right up against their chest and the DM was going to say they looked it. at it and it was like all sweaty and like all of the details had like oh, fallen off. Wow. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I wow. think that might have been more earned than what <laughs> <Yeah>. happened. <laughs> yeah. You had money on the table, DM, is all yeah. I'm saying. I just feel like there's you're expecting someone to steal it. And that doesn't feel, it feels like passive perception should be, I'm in a store trying to buy something and I don't notice someone sneak in yeah. and mm -hmm. try to Okay, let's see here. Someone. Okay, so passive checks. A passive check is a special kind of ability check that doesn't involve any dice rolls. Such a check can represent the average result for a task done repeatedly, such as searching for secret doors over and over again, or it can be used when the DM wants to secretly determine whether the characters succeed at something without rolling dice, such as noticing a hidden monster. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I think mm. that technically by the book, the DM could get away with this, which is why I, I do think this one is like kind of tough. But I will say that like, I think you guys have convinced me mm -hmm. that, like, you, you know, th this person has role played that they're watching it, like, with all. Yeah. It's like Frodo is doing active perception checks on the ring. Yeah. Like, yeah. to be like, that's passive is silly. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not passive. Yeah. He's stroking uh, right. it. He's contemplating a life with the ring. Yeah. So. I feel like <laughs> passive perception is you guys are going, you're walking through the woods 
And then the DM is like, cool, I'm going to roll to find out if these people who are stalking them are going to get a, a sneak yeah, attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If my character's walking through the woods not doing yeah. perception checks and like a bear jumps out, it's yeah. like, that's on me. That's my passive perception yeah, then. I get that. But it's like, I, yeah, if I'm wearing glasses and someone takes my glasses off, that's a regular perception check. <laughs> 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 right? Because I'm, I'm perceiving my body at all yeah, times. Yeah, exactly. You didn't take your shirt. You took your hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> right. Hoodie is barely even touching your skin. That is true. Yeah, by mechanics of the game, you could just like slide up in someone's like hoodie. You just constantly be stealing yeah. from people. Yeah, that's true. That's true. At first, yeah. I, I'm now completely talking myself out of anything that would allow you this wake DM up. to get away with this. You wake up and your kidney is just gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, this is active This is active perception, 100%. They, they yeah. said they were actively perceiving it, so should yeah. have gotten a roll. Go mm-hmm. ahead and do a perception check. Yeah. Why Which not sometimes your perception check can be worse than your passive perception. Yeah. 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 I think what we got to do is we've got to take some cinnamon rolls that look kind of like chunks of molten rock. Uh-huh. Uh, they're so bright and black and hot. Just shove them right under their shirt, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh my I God. Love that. I love that. And that's not a lawsuit because you signed like a Like hot stones. That's but not a lawsuit. You signed and a hot roll. yell at you about it. We uh-huh. need to be scolded. That's not, yeah. Scalded. <laughs> this is hot brunch. This is hot brunch. The skater waiters the skater are. Wait- do not. <laughs> and the then mimosas are, are boiling yes. point. <laughs> and the skater waiters, they have taters because our hash browns yeah. are, on they are boiling. But boiling they look hot. like little like little volcanic nuggets because they are that burned. Well, they're not yeah. even, You're going to want those to cool off for a day or two. <laughs> they're just straight up boiling potatoes. They're still so wild. The like, how do they get mm-hmm. them that hot? They look like ingots. Yeah. <laughs> how about this for the slogan? Hot brunch. If you can't take the heat, you suck. <laughs> It's and really you can't good. sue us about it. It's yeah. really good. That's in small font underneath. Printed on a nine of cattails. Uh, okay, sick. <laughs> so ordered. Our next case comes from Ruben W. They write, may it please the court and the lowly but rugged and handsome bailiff. Thank you. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, oh, Roach. You think roaches are handsome? Come on now. I'm Whoa. just picturing an L.O. Bean catalog <laughs> full of roaches. <laughs> Roaches working their uh, roaches modeling a flannel. It's a fucking Oscar the Grouch shit. I love it. Roaches in flannels next to a fireplace going on a hike. Look at the fucking denim on that beetle. Raking leaves. (laughs) Holy shit. That bug is walking a dog. (laughs) Is that a sheepskin denim jacket on that? Shit, he got that thing from a breeder. Ah, what a beautiful family. (laughs) I submit for the approval the case of the fallen T-Rex. My friends and I were playing D&D near the end of a multi-year campaign and were in a fight that would lead to its final stage. Oh, my God. Yes. During the fight, our artificer used a polymorph spell to transform into a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Cool. Mm. But was knocked prone a few minutes later. When it came back to the artificer's turn, our DM claimed that since a T-Rex's arms were so small, it couldn't use them to help itself up. He then claimed that because of this, a prone T-Rex could never stand back up and would eventually die of starvation. Core strength. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Let let me uh, refer to a little something as the Shawn Michaels kip-up. Okay? (laughs) That dude did not need arms to stand up. Yeah. Barely needed legs to do it. Look it up. Yeah, core strength. Uh-huh. Look I mean, it up. It's I, insane. Have you ever tried to do that kip up thing where you're on your back? Yes, and you're like I'm terrible at it. I'm that's so really bad. At that's it. what I'm talking about. I've never once tried it, nor will I. I've tried it so many times to be like HBK, the heartbreak kid, but I just can't 
do it. But I do think that like if I was flat like a worm, like a wife worm or a yeah, rugged yeah. roach, like on the ground, <laughs> I think I could like oh, roll yeah. myself over also, and I could like idea, I could get up. The idea that T Rexes never stood up ever is so silly. Yeah, <laughs> right. like they, or they never s- went down. Yeah. If they ever go down, they they're die of starvation. They dead. could never yeah. stand it's like up. A, yeah. I mean, I think their legs sure. are that powerful because yeah. they got big legs. Yeah. It's yeah, their legs, they, but I got it. I'm I really believe in the T Rex core. Mm-hmm. Yes. We don't know if dinosaurs had abs or not. We don't know anything. <laughs> we don't know anything about their muscles. We, we only know, know about their bones. These don't talk yeah. to me about their muscles because we don't know. People are going on bones, and on nothing about else. The feathers. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe they had feathers. I don't fucking care if they had feathers. Yeah. I want to know if they were shredded. If they had feathers, maybe they had fucking wings and they fucking flew back <laughs> Did up. a T-Rex have an eight pack or not? <laughs> yeah. He had a 16 pack. <laughs> because of this claim, he then said that the prone T-Rex artificer was effectively dead Why? and the polymorph spell would end. <laughs> Me just and the artificer the looked book. at each other. Just do the rules if, if you can't. If you so can't be creative, fun. just do the rules. <laughs> just read the Dungeon Master's Guide and stop being yeah. creative. You have to stop. It's not a creative it, I person. Like, I like, Don't improvise. This is the problem with Rule of Cool is if you're, you're not You're cool. not cool. Yeah. <laughs> the T-Rex's arms are too... Sp- it can't do a push-up. Yeah, it can't it, stand up. I, I, saw, going with this. I love how this, this person wasn't like, oh, this is a funny idea. The T-Rex with his tiny arms standing up. They didn't narrate your tiny arms pushing yourself up yeah. uh-huh. and have just, a little fun with that. I don't know. If you're just having a silly time, I guess, you could just be like, up for like, ha- like you have to use half your movement to get up because the right. uh, you tiny or, arms. Or you have to use your full movement I to get gotta, up. I just got to, I'm going to try it right now. Hold on. Yeah. You can't keep oh, up. Oh, this is actually. Oh my God. You're going to hit You're just going to stand yourself. up. What's he doing? I can't even see. He's under the table. I was just wiggling it's my perfect way perfect for podcasting. He just wiggled up. Yeah, it was <laughs> perfect. It was perfect. <laughs> Another We fantastic. didn't even call him a hot brunch. <laughs> you know, actually, they... Someone pour a coffee in this dude's lap. <laughs> do they sort of do, like, um, award ceremonies for podcasts? Because I think that clip yeah. <laughs> might uh, be... Just, us confused in the, in the room couldn't even see him. In the running for... The amount of times Caldwell does visual bits. <laughs> Do you, what was it? What was it? The flip a seat? The worst. No, the, the podcasting award for worst podcasting moment was the running joke of let's Flipping flip a, a DVD. Flip a DVD. And it's just, oh, yeah. no one I'm, can see it. It doesn't make a difference. It's just a 50-50 chance. It's not unique. It's not funny. I actually think that was really well, funny. Well, now it's funny. Now it's funny. I think that was really funny, personally. Yeah. I think we should bring Flip a DVD back. It took a few minutes to get get the dvd yeah right? it took him time he like <laughs> left yeah like, that's not the execution right. the not of it was a little one that was what it was all about i had to figure out where the screeners were in the house yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he got it and it's just like cool i've got a dvd of I really like locker yeah uh, let's flip it and uh, then it ended up being heads i recall yeah but i don't remember what we were flipping for um <laughs> we'll never remember that all we'll remember is the good times we had flipping those dvds yeah this is this is silly anyway me and the artificer looked at each other in disbelief and both voiced our displeasure in the ruling claiming it wasn't realistic and even going so far as to show myself caldwell standing yeah. up off the ground without the use <laughs> oh, of my arms yeah, yeah. I'm, well, you know, I'm right there with you. Never Solidarity. Mind. That was actually prophecy what Caldwell did. <laughs> the DM relented slightly 
and said the artificer could remain in Tyrannosaurus form, but would be stuck in the pr- in the prone position Why? while the spell was active, no. effectively neutering his combat Why? capability. Also, if this was a limitation mechanically of the T-Rex, it would say so. Yeah, it on, would say if they fall prone, they can't get up. If they fall up. prone, they These can't. These are, yeah, the stats I, are there. Just yeah. read the, if you can't the T-Rex creative, was an apex predator, like yeah. so dangerous. If it tripped over a log in the woods, it was just dead. It's just dead. Do I, I need to get on the ground again? Yeah. <laughs> there are some, there are, there, it's controversial that whether or not the T-Rex might have been a scavenger. Mm. But mm, if true. you're a scavenger, you got to fucking get up if you fall. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. run to Scramble the next on carcass. the ground after all those all those little dead. Be guys. wriggling in the dirt. Every animal, e- you know, even a roach can write itself up. Yeah, like flip it right back. <laughs> Let's even see, a roach can James. get its life together. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's aspirational. Theoretically. <laughs> Even a I'll have the hot huevos ranchero. <laughs> Wait, you're skating away from you. me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Can I have a boiling Arnold Palmer, please? Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> of a red hot Bloody Mary. Yeah, it's a, it's a Bloody Mary, but it's got those little uh, uh, coasters that keep your coffee hot, but it's Whoa. but we do it on Bloody Marys. I think it's got oh, Frank's yeah, Red Hots yeah. in it, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, how do we feel about this DM having to be prone at the restaurant and just getting oh, one of our one of our uh, uh, the waiters skater, the skater, the skater waiters. waiters oh that's great because they'll yeah, find right. out when, you, when you're scared mm-hmm. how much you can get up yeah yeah <laughs> and you'll be prone a lot when you're our skater waiters are constantly tripping <laughs> and our, falling down our skater waiters are not only mean to the patrons they're, they're also mean, mean to, to each, each other, other. Mean to and each the other. managers are so it's mean hostile work <laughs> it's environment so hostile in that environment it is hot it is stressful everyone Matt, you're skating for the first time in your for the life. First time, because after, you, you after your first shift, you, you need get to switched. take a month off so that you forget how to skate. Wow! No, first day is you're, you're on roller skates. Second day, mm-hmm. we mix it up. You're on a skateboard. That's great. Third day, yeah, yeah. rollerblade. Just because yeah. we don't want you to get used to the boots, we don't want Fourth you getting used day, to the boots. We uh, fill the scooter. restaurant with snow. Scooter, scooter. yeah. 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 And then snow, yeah. yeah. We, this we is what the ice, this ice is what skating. the bear is about, right? I haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just a restaurant yeah. where everyone's meeting each White other. Jeremy plays a really mean skater waiter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get some more hot beignets over here? Order up. <laughs> All right. So this the, isn't burnt enough. This DM has <laughs> need to been see the sentenced, sentenced yes, to being a skater waiter. <laughs> okay, skater waiter at the restaurant. I have an embarrassing so ordered. confession, oh. uh, which is that I actually really like my food burnt. <laughs> How oh, burnt? Yeah. Like char? Uh, I love a char. Yeah, yeah I, I like a char. A That's char. an acceptable thing. So we're talking about this, and I'm really trying to picture it in a way that isn't appetizing. I think it's to me. dangerously hot. It's so yeah. hot. Yeah. I think it's not a char. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's burnt omelet. Not an issue for me either. But yeah, it's yeah. it's really hot. It's, it's so hot. hot. Omelet. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah okay. I think Straight it's liquid yolk. So hot. Yeah. Do you know mm. my dad can make a perfect omelet? Go on, go on, go on. <laughs> no, 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 no. I will not. I've been trying the perfect let's, omelet. What's his, what's his technique? Yeah. There's not a single, it is entirely it like uniform menu. in color. Entirely mm. uniform in color. A smooth little pocket. Mm. Does Anyways. he do a French fold? Yeah. Here, I, I got to ask you a question. Because like, here's, here's my strategy for a French fold omelet that's uh-huh. perfect. No color on it. Single color. Just a beautiful jeune uh, yellow. Okay. Um, is what I have to do is I have to make two bad omelets first. Is your dad <laughs> throwing away secret omelets? No, I don't think so. Wow. I'm guessing his 
tip or trick is that mm-hmm. maybe he just has nicer pants than I do. Yeah, the you, pants you need a good pan. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I got bad pants. Yeah, okay. I think I think there's maybe a shame omelet involved. I don't I don't want to like you know I don't want to insinuate anything. That my dad makes two omelets for every one omelet. You're talking about my what is what is this accusation? I'm what sorry. What is this accusation? He's saying my dad <laughs> make my dad your dad my father who raised me makes two omelets for every I'm one. Saying you just have to open your eyes. He's a flawed human being, Emily. Maybe he's got some shame omelets. Fuck! You're putting doubt in my head. Go on, Jake. Go on. <laughs> you'll never, you'll never enjoy one of those omelets again. She, she thanks, Dad. I'll, I'll go throw. Let me throw away my napkin. You know no, what? no, no, Emily. No, no. I'll throw it away and I'll take out the trash. There's a garbage can right next to the oven, and it's just right next to the stove, and it just stinks of eggs. It's just the whole kitchen stinks of eggs. Here's the thing, Emily. You'll be tasting the truth though, and what's going to come out? Hey there, Nadpoles. Did you know that about 75% of people have subscriptions that they've forgot about? Truly, even if you think you have your number of subscriptions under control, you might as well check out Rocket Money just to be sure. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings, folks. With Rocket Money, you got full control over all of your subscriptions and a clear view of those expenses. You can see all of your subscriptions in one place so if there's anything you don't want rocket money will help you cancel it with just a few taps rocket money will even try to negotiate your bills lower for you by up to 20 percent. all you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and rocket money takes care of the rest they will deal with customer service and all those ai chatbots so you don't have to rocket money has over 5 million users and it saved a total of 500 million in canceled subscriptions that is saving their members up to 740 dollars a year when using all of the app's features. So stop wasting money on things that you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash pawpaw. That is rocketmoney.com slash pawpaw, rocketmoney.com slash pawpaw. Thank you, everybody. Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Factor. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. You can check out their menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto-Friendly. Folks, their fresh, never-frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes, so no matter how busy you are, you will always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Make today the day you kickstart your new routine What are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from, every week you'll always have new flavors to explore. So make your day delicious from breakfast to dessert. Stay fueled with easy and nutritious options and also keep that kitchen time to a minimum. Factors meals are ready in just two minutes, so that's no shopping, no prepping, no cooking, or cleaning up. Enjoy effortless support for your lifestyle. Head on over to factormeals.com slash pawpaw50 and use the code pawpaw50 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code pawpaw50 at factormeals.com slash pawpaw50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Thank you, everybody. Okay, my life is upside down. Please read the next question, Jake. (laughs) So ordered. Our next case, our next case comes from them. And they write, Hey there, judges. I bring to y'all the case of the PC who doesn't know what a healing potion is while another PC rolls death saves. <laughs> okay. Okay. Three players. 
Three players, uh, I guess for anonymity, uh, they say, let's call them Taldwell Canner, mm-hmm. Emily Exford, and Brian Burphy. Let's do let's do Huey, Dewey, and Louie, okay? Right, yeah. Okay, Huey Tanner. Okay. Yeah. I just suggest, my friend was looking for a three-person costume, and I suggested that. Huey, Dewey, Solid, and yeah. yeah. Solid. Cool. Yeah, you could also do Alvin, Simon, and Theodore, but Huey. No, dude, no. <laughs> okay, sorry. Oh. All right, okay, so uh, they ended up in combat, and it looks like, oh, God, this is going to be so hard. Uh, and it looked Huey, like Dewey, Louis, Louis found himself in death. Okay, wait, wait, hang on, hang on, because Louis is me. Right, yeah. Yeah, actually, right. I'm Dewey. Okay, and I Dewey have to be. Called us Huey. I don't know anything okay. about their personalities or if okay, they individually so at all. Okay, so Emily is Huey. Called no, 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 no. Dewey. dude, dude. Other way, Dewey, Dewey is Emily. Dude, okay, dude, come on. Now. This, this Jake, is gonna suck. This is gonna suck. No, no, no. Just take it. Put it into a word document. Find replace. Find replace. Find replace. Find replace. Let's just take a minute to get this right. Dewey, Emily, Dewey, Huey. Is Dewey. Sorry, so I can get into character. What is Dewey like? He's a duck. He's a duck. He's, a, he's rambunctious. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> he's absolutely rambunctious. I'm rambunctious and rich. Okay. Get out of my way. With, they do live with Uncle Scrooge, who is rich. Yeah, it's true. So and in, in the reboot that they just did, I feel like they had more character and personality. Yeah. So like, give me a second. I'll look this up. We're all going to take like a yeah, 10. Well, let's, We're take, take 10. let's just take a Huey, Dewey, and Louie break. I also okay. feel like it, it does feel like since your name is Hugh, that maybe you should be Huey. But I do feel like Huey is maybe a little bossy, so I might be more of a Huey. Wow, I'm gonna look it up. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to look up. Wait, the, so are you gonna be Huey or, or Louis? Well, you know, we're de- we're deciding right now. Mm-hmm. We're, we're we're doling out. I'm trying to edit this document. We're doing out <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. gonna. It's do not me find hell. and replace yet. Do not find I'm and replace not, yet. I will send you a hot yet. brunch. I will send you a hot brunch. <laughs> I'm googling what is Dewey like. <laughs> All right, personalities and appearance. Okay, there Let's we go. See. Okay. okay. While each have a distinct character's trait, they share some similarities. Great. All three are shown to be crafty and troublesome. There we go. Usually oh, think alike. Let's see. All right, yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna have to skip ahead. Okay, yeah. Let's see. Let's get to that Huey, Dewey, and Louie section. Oh, okay, here we go. 2017's DuckTales. Great. Huey's role as leader. Uh, so that's me, obviously. Whoa, hey. Yeah, I think Caldwell's. That's fair. What? Yeah. yeah, I got the, I got the red cap. I'm yeah. like in charge. Caldwell I'm always going to have schemes. He's like our Huey, yeah. <laughs> I'm it smart. And I'm good at planning things. It Fuck. Uh, and then we got, okay. let's see. Okay. Um, next up is going to be Dewey. Uh, let's see. Dewey had an identity crisis as he wanted to separate himself from the trio to stand oh out. My wow. God. Mm, Dewey has middle child syndrome. Oh, mm. I'm looking through Dewey's aliases. Mm-hmm. They include the third one. Whoa. The mm. nickname given to him by his granduncle. That's wow. pretty. DJ Daft Duck. Okay. <laughs> Dewdrop. Turbo, fancy business, okay, oh. champ popular. So I think I'm actually gonna go Lil Donald. Oh, okay. So I think I'm gonna go, oh, Blue Nephew. So instead of Dewey, you can call me Blue Nephew. <laughs> that's great. God, yeah, really? That's easy. Yeah, that's easy, dude. Just Blue Nephew. And then of course- And it's Dewey, but that's Blue Nephew. And then what's what's up with Louie? Okay, Louie, okay, okay. Louie's portrayed as the most laid back- the Oh, come on. <laughs> oh my God. Classic, classic you. <laughs> classic yeah. That's classic Louis. you. Classic. Okay. Mm-hmm. You easy love- going, Easy yeah. going Murph. Okay. okay, perfect. Should I read this now or- Yeah, um, so go ahead. You know what, we're out of time. Go ahead and find replace. <laughs> find replace the Emily. One did you make nephew. it? Did you make it so that I'm blue nephew? Yeah, nephew. so you're blue, yeah. blue nephew. Yeah. The three players. I'll I'll be Louie. Yeah, I late guess, Louis. Even though I'm can can you change it to leader Louie? Leader Louie. It's got to be Lazy okay. Louie, probably. Whoa. Lazy Louie. Just for the sake of the lazy character. Louis. I think I might okay. actually go Champ Popular <laughs> instead of Blue Nephew. Okay, let's this go is... ahead and switch it from <laughs> Champ Popular. To Champ Popular. 
Champ popular and and Caldwell, you're yeah. Huey. Heroic Huey. And since yeah. we're actually since we are doing um, since we are doing visual <laughs> jokes on this podcast, let me go ahead and get my Louis doll from the closet right behind Caldwell. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. He's going. He's going to the closet. All right. See, I'm narrating, so it makes sense for a podcast. All right, here that's the uh-huh. closet door opening. He's right behind me, folks. He's getting a doll. He's getting a doll. I want to check which color the doll is. It is a green doll. It's a laid back look. Holy shit. Murph yeah. had in this room yeah. a Louis doll. And it's like it, it's he got it so, so fast. So weathered from time. Yeah, it's, it's like just, you can see every single childhood sleep Murph took that was, that doll. You put that thing in your mouth. Yeah. Wow. For sure. And you were trying to argue that you weren't a Louis. <laughs> this is my guy. Yeah. Is that your, that's like a childhood doll. This is a childhood, this is a childhood Louis. Oh my god. <laughs> Wow. Wait, that should be the thumbnail. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For the main feed? For the main feed. Oh, yeah. What the we hell couldn't. are we doing? We couldn't. No, you can. You, you can put it on the... Yeah, this we'll is put absolutely it on the short show. rest yeah. energy. <laughs> okay, anyway, yeah. So okay. I'm, yeah, I'm really, Three I mean. players. Let's call them <laughs> Champ Popular, Heroic Huey, and Lazy Louie. Ended job, up in Jake. combat. Yeah. And Lazy Louie oh. found himself in death saves. As can Hiroki I just, wait, Yui. can I, sorry, can I interject? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of weird that they all named their characters after DuckTales characters, yeah. right? <laughs> it's a little is that, strange. Is that what this character is about? I feel like if I were the DM, I'd be like, come on, guys, I put a lot of work into yeah. the world. Yeah. So right. this, this must be one of those cases. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we'll side with the DM mm. immediately. <laughs> Continue, Donald. No, go ahead. Um, Uncle Okay. Donald. As uh, Lazy Louie found himself in Death Saves, uh, Heroic Huey and Champ Popular... <laughs> Sounds right. You got it, dude. You got it. <laughs> Stared at each other sorry, helplessly. Sorry, I actually want to go back to Blue Nephew. <laughs> Blue Nephew? Okay. Stared at each other. And Jake. So, oh, Hiroki sorry. and Blue Nephew? Yeah, Should go we, ahead. Let's just kick it off from the top. <laughs> kick it off with what? <laughs> the top. From the yeah. top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, we're just like a polyorium. We're a little off, Jake. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're just a little off. <laughs> okay. I th- I Three players. didn't do a great job reading, but go ahead. That, yeah, it's on me. It's on me. Apologies. <laughs> We can edit all this out. We can edit all the uh, bleed up why? out. Yeah, yeah. Let's edit everything out so nobody even understands why we're calling them champ popular blue nephew. Okay. Three players. Let's call them Heroic Huey, Blue Nephew, uh-huh. and Lazy Louie ended up in combat. And Lazy Louie found himself in death saves as Heroic Huey and... What? Blue nephew stared at each other helplessly with nary a healing spell between them. I suddenly remembered something and reminded them that they were given healing potions a few sessions ago. Silence for a moment. Then heroic Huey stated that he didn't think his character oh. knew what a healing potion was. <laughs> Is that what they sound like? Kind of. Whoa. In the original ones, they changed Whoa. the voices later. That's and so Blue fun. nephew said that since she didn't think of it, her character didn't think of it. I would we say that. Together. I so would say that. As, me as mm-hmm. Blue Nephew, not me as yeah. Blue <laughs> Nephew. Yeah, that's, a blue, that's what Blue that's Nephew would do, blue not what Champ would do. Blue Nephew yeah. mindset. That's a Blue Nephew do. Mm-hmm. We've been playing together for a couple of years at this point and, and definitely used healing potions in the past with these very characters. I tried pointing this out to Heroic Huey and Blue Nephew to no huh. avail. Huh. I'm sure Heroic Huey and Blue Nephew didn't have it out for 
or Lazy, Lazy Louie. Louis. Lazy Louie. Since we were all good friends, IRL, I have no idea why Heroic Huey and Blue Nephew reacted like this, except for perhaps they were worried about metagaming? Was I overstepping to remind Heroic Huey and Blue Nephew about their forgotten healing potions? P.S. Where was our DM during all of this? Let's call him. Well, they wrote, let's call him Hake Jerwitz. But I guess we can call me <laughs> yeah. Uncle Scrooge Uncle or something. Scrooge. Yeah. Uncle Scrooge, yeah, yeah. For, sure. Okay. for sure, Uncle Scrooge. All right, great. Do you guys? Did you follow what happened? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, 100%. yeah, yeah. I yeah. mostly great. was listening for the names. Mm-hmm. All right, great. <laughs> so Blue, yeah. Blue nephew and what, what was the Huey one? Heroic, <laughs> heroic, heroic Huey, movie. yeah. Heroic Huey was not heroic in this moment. Yeah. No, unfortunately. Yeah, I yeah the like the role playing to purposely the the like avoidance of metagaming to the disservice of. The game is silly. Mm-hmm. Is very silly to me. It's My just being like, only yeah. Is that like though? This is their friend, and the person who was down is the person who wrote it. The person who was down. Yeah, I think so. So they're, they oh. must be thinking like, oh, your character is down, so you can't remind us that you have a healing potion. Mm. But the yeah. character almost like they're yeah. shutting that down or something because I they think that's metagame. But they said so. The Dewey, um, Blue Nephew. Yeah, yeah. Blue, Blue Nephew, Nephew <laughs> said that uh, they wouldn't. Their character didn't remember because they didn't remember. That is kind yeah. of annoying, mm-hmm. but I get it. Like I get where they're coming from. They're I, just like, can, don't don't yeah. help me. The heroic Huey being like, I don't know what a potion is. It's just, you know, I don't know. Like, are you just, is that what you want to do with D&D? Is just like run around screaming, scared of every spell you see. Like just uh-huh. being like, yeah. I don't know what these things are. It's just, you live yeah. in the world. There yeah. are potions in the world. You f- you're fighting goblins and stuff. Like you, you use potions. It's just not that weird. I yeah. kind of agree. Right. It's like an EpiPen. I kind of agree that where was your DM? Because I, I do... Like, though I would not do this myself, I can understand getting the hint from the other player, yeah. mm-hmm. feeling a little like, oh, is this... I, I can understand or sympathize wrong. it. The D, it should have been the DM, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like you can step out of the game for a yeah, second and yeah. be like, hey, you, I think they actually have a healing potion. Yeah, because your character, yeah. there's there's a level of metagaming. Although the DM has so much on their plate. There's a level of metagaming that's... It's well, not yeah, Uncle Scrooge has got a lot going yeah, on. He has yeah. a lot of business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like when we, in the past, when someone's gone down, even at our table, we're like, yeah. you know, yeah. you try to think of something and then you're like, and then you go to a moment of like, shit, is there anything I can do? Yeah. You kind of say that the out scramble. loud. Yeah. And inviting a little bit of like, hey, you, right. someone pointed out. So maybe you're too fast. I'm reading between the lines but maybe yeah. it was just like you know not letting somebody know what they wanted to do with their turn you're like you guys have a healing potion give it to me or something it's a level of metagaming that actually like leads it, it makes sense for the role play it actually mm-hmm. makes more sense for the role play because in you know in real life you're taking long breaks between D sessions mm-hmm. in D D, yeah. it's like in these life or death situations you remember you yesterday remember when yeah. someone gave you a healing potion totally, yeah totally yeah this is what D and D is fun, is because it is yes, like these two game. contrasts. It yes. is a game, yeah. but it is also a story. And yeah, you, and you get the best of both you worlds. You do both, right? You I get to be a character that rules. Like yeah. you remember shit like this, and you just have potions. Yes, that can to fix me, things. this isn't even metagaming. This is just it is a game. You are not actually yeah. a a warrior. <laughs> yeah. I this, do. You know? I do wonder if like the strategy for working with these uh, with your other companions in the future is to be like. As I roll my death save, I toss and turn in the throws of near death, and oops, out of my bag is a healing potion. <laughs> it's just on the ground now. Yeah, with, with my <laughs> last gasp of life, I unzip my fanny pack. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, do, you think, do you think that Hiro Kiwi was like trying to give himself like a character moment later on by I being like, know. oh, I didn't remember. I could have saved them. It's so strange. I think yeah. they're just being annoying. I think <laughs> so. some, some people are just, some people are just I think really some annoying. People, some people don't want like the battle to feel like a collaborative, like collaborative. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And I... I understand that that is some people's taste. It's just not my taste. So I'm always like, I don't, I don't get it. I just don't right. really get it. I kind of like it to be a board game. Yeah. If there's a situation where it's like, I don't know, you're getting chased by, uh, you know, a trap or something like a boulder comes down and yeah. you're getting chased by a boulder mm-hmm. and there's a new player that's running. And it's like, I can't get away. I don't know how to get away. And someone mm-hmm. else at the table says, you have action surge. That to me is not really metagaming because the character would know their abilities. They would yeah. know that mm-hmm. they can. Right. Like if you're saying, I don't know what to do here. Yeah. Like I think you are inviting people to kind of help out. Yeah. Like, it's a little, yeah. it's, it's different if they're like, it's different if they're, you know, telling you your every mover, you should cast this spell or do complicated right. things. If someone is like, give me, give me a bardic and you yes. uh, give me bless yes. and then That's I'm going to go and right. do this. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I yes. can't tell you how many times uh, Jake and Emily have had to be like, hey, you know, you can stun people with Saul, Yeah, right? and that's fine. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever said it. <laughs> Emily's usually faster, but I know you're thinking <laughs> Yeah, help your friends. Yeah. Yeah, that's- I also think that like, like the idea of initiative is really helpful because there would be hair trigger like closer moments, but I feel like, like I have more sympathy if it's like, oh, you're in separate rooms or yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. And it's like, ah, oh, we wouldn't be able to talk to each other. Yeah, yeah. But like, if you're all in battle together, it feels like there would be some overlap with shouting, anyways. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if this were to happen, they would just take Lazy Louie to Gyro Gearloose's lab, and they would be able to revive him in some way with some sort of kooky machine. Of course. Whoa. Yeah, Murph, go get the the uh, the Gyro. <laughs> you have the Gyro Gearloose. Gyro Gearloose. Just Louie. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> He's Scrooge McDuck's prized inventor that works for him at the factory. Really? Yeah. Is he Blue Nephew's true father? Um, there are some online theories. We really? <laughs> No, no, really? no, 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 oh. no, 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 no. I don't know. He's Blue like a, he's, just, a, he's a lanky chicken man. Blue nephew just feels like he doesn't fit in. <laughs> it's true. Blue yeah, nephew yeah. needs his own story. <laughs> yeah. Blue nephew just feels like. I mean, my great uncle calls me the third one. Like, what am I supposed to do with What's that? What's going on? I, I don't know, Blue Nephew. <sighs> uh, and with that, uh, I think, okay, we're going to have to serve this uh, th- these players some Yeah, the, I think right? the players. Let's For sure. Them. Oh, well, um, Huey, Dewey, and Louie came from eggs, so we'll give them some hot eggs. Yeah. Oh. Right. Some, like, liquid metal holiday. Oh, you know, I it'll, wonder do, it'll what be like happens. Disney World style. It'll be a character breakfast, but this a character great. skater wears. <laughs> And so they're even more top heavy, mm-hmm. uh, and the the suits are boiling hot. The yeah. suits are boiling uh-huh. hot to the touch. Yeah, so they fall. The suits are hot. Yeah, the suits are hot on the outside. Yeah, there's a cooling that's a sauna, system. Brother. There's yeah. a cooling system, system on, on the inside. inside of course, okay, that's <laughs> good. Suits, oh, if I, you wow. touch Louie or Huey or Dewey, it hurts. Yeah, it hurts. It right. burns. It's touching a hot. Yeah. You wouldn't yeah. think that feathers could be hot, but these are just they're steam. so yeah. hot, mm-hmm. so hot. Mm-hmm. Everywhere yeah. they walk, they burn. The characters are so, into the ground. Yeah, it's just so yeah. steamy. But I don't know why you're upset because you signed a release when you walked yeah. in. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know why you're telling Huey, me. Huey, Dewey, and Louie can be mean to you, uh, and they can spill eggs on you, and they're hot yeah. to touch. But if you call Dewey Blue Nephew, then you can have a one-on-one aside with Blue Nephew. Yeah. <laughs> so this is like there's like a uh, interactive theater thing going on here. Yeah, yeah. I like it that. becomes yeah. sleep no more with Huey, Dewey, and Louie. <laughs> Blue nephew's like, 
up with me. <laughs> I have something to show you. <laughs> I cannot believe their voices sounded like that. Yeah, How did anyone understand it? How did children understand it? Yeah, you didn't have to. You just knew, okay, it, on the, you knew it on an emotional level. You were just watching Scrooge swim in money. Yeah. Which does, did Scrooge speak normally? Uh, yeah, Scrooge yeah, has a kinda. Scottish accent. Yes, mm-hmm. it's true. So it's was true. the idea that the Huey, Dewey, and Louie just had baby voices? No, so in like the original cartoons, like before Scrooge McDuck mm-hmm. is around, they're hanging out with Donald, and they sound like Donald. They're like baby Donalds, essentially. So they all have Wait, that... Wait, Scrooge McDuck isn't Donald Duck? No. no. <laughs> okay, Emily, right. Oh, my God. Here we go. All right. I just always <laughs> thought that it was... You know how, like... You know how like let's look at the duck family tree. <laughs> you know oh, how, you like, can't blow out the family tree, man. It's so thick. Krishna is a manifestation of a deity. I assumed that like I assumed that Scrooge McDuck was like a, a manifestation of Donald. Scrooge Duck. and Donald, I believe, are no. Donald is Scrooge's nephew as well. It's nephews. It's all like the a way great. We, if we're talking about the ducks, it has to go on short rest. <laughs> That's <laughs> really okay. fair. Let's well, move we're on. opening let's the duck on. family tree. Right, this, we right. will pull up. Yes, we will pull okay. up the Doug so family tree family on the okay. okay. First thing, we promise we'll get to this. <laughs> okay. It's, ex- it's the very first thing we'll talk about. I can tell you there's a duck named Gladstone Gander. Oh, that's absolutely. All oh, that fucking that's lucky duck. That's a little duck. tease. Okay. That's, that's going to get you on over with Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash nadpod, folks. <laughs> What's the opposite of advertising? <laughs> Go and tell about Scrooge's rival yeah. Glomgold. <laughs> um, okay, in the meantime, we can close this one out by stepping into church and okay. hear, hearing a confession from Cal, just Cal. Whoa, Cal writes, Cal, just Cal. Not a case, but a confession for all members of the church, regardless of their standing in other areas. Wow. Thank mm-hmm. you. I bring forth the sin of the false failure. My players were in a forest and being followed by some bad guys. The bad guys got caught by a player's perception check and a brief Mm. initiative followed. The warlock in my party cast a spell that required a saving throw from my dude, who failed with a five. Mm -hmm. But I thought that was kind of boring, so I said they rolled a nat one. Everyone laughed and enjoyed the momentous failure. But I felt like I cheapened the critical Mm. fail for Mm. future roles. Could I be forgiven? I haven't fudged a nat one since, and this stands as the only memorable time I've lied about a role. P.S. I don't really care if the bailiff of Dungeon Court forgives my sins, (laughs) as his opinion means so little. Wow, thank you. P.S. Hate the show. P.S. Hate the show. show. (laughs) Uh, You know, we've never had a case like this or a confession like this where swapping a failure for a worse failure. Yeah, well, normally we deal with scoundrels. Yeah. Yeah, this Mm -hmm. is... This is kind of like this going into a job interview and being like, my biggest weakness is that I work too hard. Well, it's not though. So, I I do appreciate this person bringing okay. this, right? Mm-hmm. Because it still is disrespecting the number that was rolled on the die. It's because true. I definitely have had those moments where it's like, you fail, but it's not funny enough. And right. it just feels yeah. like, okay. Now in the yeah. future, when like your bad guy's pants would fall down, like it's just going to feel cheapened. Yeah. Right. Because you don't mm-hmm. get the nat one. It's not as, as silly as maybe you'd like for it to be. And if everything was all nat ones, then nat one, like if you, if right. you increase the rate of nat ones, nat ones will get to a point where they're oversaturated right. and therefore less charming. The nat mm-hmm. one is comical and yeah. Yeah. comical, yeah. which is why we were tempted to, to say it. It's in baseline of fart. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. You know, I honestly, it shows integrity that you brought this, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. so. Do you think we should make them do some sort of nat one Hail Mary situation where they have to like repeat think, something? What Wait, what are those kick-ups? The kick-ups? Yeah. What are they called? It's a kick-up or a kip-up? I think it's a kip-up. Is a kip-up a pull-up and a 
kicking off the ground? Is a kip up just mean you use your momentum? I think. I, th- I thought I kipping think up, kip was up was just moving your momentum. Yeah. I think yeah. they should do five kip ups. Five kip ups. Five kip ups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, you have to toot each time. And you can have as a, if you're old enough one. And a war- warm brunch. And a warm brunch. Okay. Yeah. Have a warm brunch. You have to drink a. You have to drink a. a you have to drink a mimosa. mimosa that's been boiled but has cooled down to warm yes. ter- to room temperature. And like temperature. maybe there's a one in 20 chance that one of the eggs is not going to be cooked Ramona Quimby style. Yeah. Basically, you can be a busboy at hot brunch. Yeah. <laughs> so you can finish the mimosas as, as they've cooled off. What right. is Ramona Quimby style? It's a children's book where uh, Ramona thinks that her egg is hard boiled and she smacks it on her head and then it runs down her face and it's just a runny yolk. Okay, okay. We only okay. know the busy world of Richard Scarry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. The cuts sorry. are too deep. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, my characters ride apples. <laughs> so that's all I know. Okay. I'm a worm wife oh. and I live in the dirt. <laughs> and with that, why and don't I we go don't ahead matter. and wrap this one up? So forgiven. So forgiven. So forgiven. So forgiven. Five kip ups in a Five kip ups in a brunch. Then yeah. so forgiven. Yeah. <laughs> then so forgiven. Uh, sweet. Uh, you can listen to the Duck Family Tree. We're really going to dive into this <laughs> over yeah. on the page. We're not going to do any Are cases. Are we? I think I'll. Really? We're not going to dive into it too deep. I think we're going to dive have, into it kind of deep. Well, we're not going to dive in. We're going to climb up. Jake, yeah. back me up. We're going to dip our toe. I will. I, what I really like is this is this tension you here because that's yeah. what's going to make people <laughs> tune in. The new so I'll say, yeah, we're not going to dive in too much. We're not going to dive in yeah. too much. You, can't, you know what? We you won't dive in at all. If you're in it. You're in it. Is the thing. Yeah. Okay. We're going to be cats stuck in this tree. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we'll uh, see what happens. Head on, on over to Patreon.com/slash/NadPod. This N E D D P O D. Don't sing yet. Don't do it. Uh, we've got some things to plug. We've got some live shows coming up. Uh-huh. That's right. Yes, we do. We just started a bunch, and they were so fun. Oh, yeah. Everyone yeah. that we got to meet course, they were in the so Midwest fun. was awesome. I love, I've never been to Madison or Milwaukee, and I loved them both. Yeah. And of had course, Chicago time. and Minneapolis were gorgeous as well. Indeed, and we had a great, a great two uh, live Dungeon Court shows. So yeah. they were so There's fun. a Dungeon Court show in your uh, in your town. Come check yeah. it out. You might have seen a picture on our Instagram of Jake getting caked. Uh, we yeah. all we all decided to uh, take the punishments for our players or all the people in the audience. Yeah. Uh, and Jake accepted a caking, and it was beautiful. And it yeah. was your first that, cake, right? Mm-hmm. Was that your, was my first cake. I tried it. It's so Jake is getting into cake. <laughs> or he got it. Not really into for cake. me. <laughs> all right. So I also gonna... want to shout out all the people uh, that were uh, training little um, oh, bracelets. bracelets. Oh, yeah. Like the Taylor Swift style bracelets. So that was really, really fun. I really like the Swifty bands. Really got a Love kick out of it. Uh, you can come see us for Dungeon Court in Los Angeles on October 26th. Yeah, mm-hmm. baby. Uh, wow. Denver, we're going to be doing an actual play uh, October 27th. Denver, we're coming <laughs> back for you. Sacramento, October 28th. And then rounding that out with Portland for Dungeon Court. Yes. I cannot believe children just endured this. Uh, it was like the 40s, you know. Uh, New Orleans on November 14th, Orlando on November 15th, and finally rounding it out with uh, Fort Lauderdale for Dungeon Court on November 17th. So be Whoa. on the lookout for that. Yeah, baby. All right. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on social media that we may or may not use at me at Caldys Caldwell, at Exercively, and at Your Jake. And you can tweet about the show using hashtag NADPOD. That's N E D D P O D.
It's the end of the shore run, and you know what that means? It's time to shout out our benevolent council of elders. Starting with Brad D, Jeffrey S, Lord of the Fjord, Hugh C, Later McSkater, Matt M, Cutter W, Feared Al, Daniel G, Dylan B, Katie G, Dungeon Mama, okay, maybe a little bit sexual, Danielle the Dastardly Dame, Beardman Dan, Danny P, Vincent W, Victor T, Balnor's Boy, Hoid's Friend, Justin I, Danny Danster, TJM, Trey the Crayfay, Christopher B, Daniel R, Jordan L, Cyborg Version of Josh the Kobold, the guy from a recent live show who gave Caldwell a Flintstones graphic novel who is Milwaukee here, Princess Yar, Michael L, Jory S, Jack L, Sam L, Nicholas C, star of every film ever made in Bohemia, not currently starring in anything with solidarity with the WGA and SAG-AFTRA, Samuel B, Mike H, Alka-Schmelcher Plus, Great Value Gemma, Adam G, Tyler F, Panama James, Heratrian, Rex Thaniel the White, Diana De Los Lopez, CC Lulu, Ecuparos, a rapid folk detective, Timmy R, Lucas B, Reiko, It's Kevin! Calder will come cold again. Winter is coming. Hashtag CCC forever. Shout out to my fairy followers. Taylor B, the vengeful one-winged angel. Cass, skateboard Cass. Captain of the Steven, Steven C. Mike K, Lady Taco, Joy T, Jake L, Nick W, Swashbuckling Swag Snugger. Agnity, who's inviting everyone to a little picnic called Manjas, September 7th in Central Park on the Heckshire Playground Lawns. William W, Big Bad Beardo the Mad, Eric McD, Ananarama, Percival Frederick Stein von Musel Klausowski de Rollo III, Item the Simple Dimples, J. Dragonborn, Vincent the Juke Duke Daniels, the Sandrian, Ben A., Dave H., Catherine S., Dave K., Christian S., Dustin S., Danny F., Hawkeye Pierce, Bookfire's assistant Izzy F. DPC is awesome. Sean, the shade tree mechanic of Zelbuldar. Summer Rose Grantair. Cat C. Misa of Housen Zunza. Ariel, the occasional mermaid. Selena N. The Lacey Raptor. B. Perky Always. Pat L. Sevexel. Maxwell J. Lauren H. Talia, Ryan S, the Bone Duster, Annie M, Fay Floofs, the floofiest of all, Arch Fay, Melissa, Ball Business Illustrator. I'd like to see this new restaurant we're talking about, Hot Brunch. Ploops, Carly A, Connor S, Salil, Leviathan, Bioquirt 7, Amber Dextrous, Sullivan H, Trub Hop Dropper, Jack 
H, Crabster, Champion of Crowd, Scuttling Sideways Towards Tomorrow, Lindsay W, Steel, Birdie, Valen, Carlin C, Emily S, Sauls, Slimy, Spunk, Hashtag Release the Sweet Blue Hole Cut, oh my goodness, James G, Everything Bago, The Aladrin Who Just Wants to Hang Out With His Pet Badger, Stripey, Is It So Much To Ask, Huh? I'm Milwaukee here. Okay, that's an inside joke too. <laughs> a live show. Daddy, Master Dandy, Eric B, Stars and Roses for Han Forever. Can't wait for Carnegie Hall. Marcos learns the balance. Druid, Dakota James P, Frida M, Pagos betrothed self-proclaimed Fay Prince until Halloween 2023. Stay tuned. I will. Tracy P, the Crick Elf Librarian. Maggie S, see you in Chicago. Holly Hyena, Kristen Z. Leah, Hunter H, maybe Pixel Stars, Akash T, Andrew, Crick, Planeswalker, Doofiness, Cal, just Cal, Edison N, Russell H, a monk named Dilgo, Cody Care, voice haver and guitar holder of entirely unacclaimed absurdist punk band, the Golly G Willikers. Our friend Simon, running lines with Samuel L. in his dreams, hoping to inspire a new story. Roll a performance check. Keychains, Pentium 2 processor, Lorelai the succubus, and Kyra, her busty queen. Matt M., your friendly neighborhood yaunt and yunkle, Andrew and Sid. See you in Minneapolis. I bet we already did see you. That was so fun. John Adams. Yes, like the president. Meg, the mail carrier of Bohemia. We met you in the Midwest. It's good to meet you. James F. Jimmy A. M4L. Austin S. Knight of the Living Falster. Wayfarer briefly warped out of the Fey Realm to a strange city called Mini Apple Hiss. Okay, I remember, I remember. Shane C. Barpo Good Barrel Barbarian. Mary Beth C. See y'all in Chicago and New York. Contender in the making. Three Awakened Gooses. Welshlander. Garrett G. One Big Curd. Mr. D. Talisman, the man with the lucky charms for you. Dana the Daisy, Sean J, Ethan B, Renee the Monster Captain, Gabriel W, Box Clifton, Milwaukee, I'm Milwaukee, Olivia the Enchanting Bard, who is working hard on her audition for the lead singer of the Mountain Crows. Winter Slade, Forrest H, aka Life is Like a Box of Mama. Tall gold sticky buns. Riley S. Fico. Angry Wheat. J3001. Thrath, the demon lord of spite. What a follow. Welcome. Anthony, the raddest of dudes who secured his Carnegie Hall tickets for himself and his lovely partner Josh, also the finest of dudes. Josh H. Clementine T. Caleb L. Fairy followers say hi. Hashtag Calder will cold, come cold again. Kentrip Dumbledore, the bear onesie wearing barbarian. MJ, the BFG drinking tea by the sea. Little Ferret Pal, Dogs of Babel. Eleanor K, Mr. Meowski, Gino T, Mama Bell, the Silver Serpent herself. Feunir, Knat, Spell, the Wizard, Hannah Ross, Three, 
Derek D. Kalu Kalai, can't wait to see you play at Carnegie Hall. Yay! Tristan the Talentless Hunk. MJ Johnson, BTA Workshop, got engaged after the Minneapolis live show. Yes, Jake, there will be cake at the wedding. Oh, congratulations. Mios the Great, Alex K, Joshua P, Joshua S, Alexander, Linz W, Angel La Pamela, Sandra Rita, as this continues, you know he's getting sweeter. Emma S, Red, the Reforged Warforged, sexy little spider waiting for Murph to stop being weird about this and just date me already. A cat sneaking onto a plane for their first U.S. visit. Ooh, hard ones, hot Hump gunk. Shelby, yes, from the Sprite Girls. Check out her new single with Lichney Spears. Crip me, baby, one more time. Stale bread on a salad, aka crouton. Jackson R. T3RHX. Official Ned Flanders. Anastasia W. The Honey Goblin. Nova B. The Death Chord Bard. Zborb. Blake H. Big Bev's bestie. Lloyd, the rat that controls my cerebellum. Opa Remy style from Ratatouille. Sally is so excited to see everyone in New York City and wants to thank her daddy, Ryan, for getting her into D&D in that pod. She'll be C. Papa Sky Days. Mima Sky Days. Taylor B. Oh, it's B. Tommy W. Mike and Lisa sending love to all of y'all. Haley the Human. Megan N, the Big M, John Fraser, the Dice Lender, Stephanie of House in Zunza, Jake's Ramen Shop, Tracy P, Karjish, Benjamin A, Sacrificial Otaku pen name for Callie's cousin who discovered anime and is trying to spread the word all over Bohemia, Sav, the advisor to Princess Shiverblight who helped decide that it was indeed a good idea to help out the other dragons. A misunderstood kid whose upbringing was mostly just fine. The terrible trio of George, Chester, and Toad. Mikkel A. Shanimal, commander of the fifth anniversary live show Pocket Foster Army. Angie A. And normal ass dude. What a one to end it on. Thank you all so much. We are just buzzing with your love like the little worker bees that we are. We love you. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Goodbye, sweeties. That was a HeadGum Podcast.